Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now today, I am going to finish up this second root that is formed from the seed of pride, and that is the root of prejudice. So let me go ahead and pick back up to where I left off. The most important factor you have to remember is this. The battle is not for a certain ethnic race, but for the human race. When the human race can take a stand for all people and not just a certain part of a particular ethnic background, then you can appreciate the fight. It will be worth the fight if everyone will be fighting for the same cause, but it requires for you to know who the real opponent is. It isn't a person. It is a spirit in the person that is causing the attack against you. Your fight is with the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 11 through 13 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And again, that's Ephesians chapter 6 verses 11 through 13. Now from this scripture, you can see who we are fighting against, which is the enemy. He may disguise it to look like it has come from a specific person, but it is him trying to whisper things into you to cause you to react to something that you don't like, or maybe that you had held against someone because they are different than you, or as we saw some of the scenarios that I have previously discussed, because you feel that other people are beneath you. As you continue to pull your own mirror up, I pray that the Holy Spirit will challenge you to change and to have a consciousness of representing Him in a pleasing way. I hope that each and every day is a level of upward progression to let go, to heal, to forgive, and to be open to build relationships with people who look different than you. If there are not relationships being built, prayerfully there is open communication that is at least taking place and a better understanding of one another is starting to exist. Just like all the other seeds and roots that I have talked about, this one particularly will also take some effort and God's guidance to help you to break the destructive patterns that the enemy keeps allowing you to participate in. Yes, it will be difficult, just like everything else is, but you can do this. You can be the person that God wants you to be if you are willing to put the work in 
and to have the courage to face not only the thoughts that are in your mind, but also the people that you associate with that have those same thoughts. Now, how will you deal with that? What steps will you take to grow and to do better? How will you handle the people who are close to you that have those same types of thoughts that you have and tell you that you should not change? Will you choose to continue to follow man or will you have the courage to follow God? Now, Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. If you wait on the Lord, he will strengthen you, and he will guide you and help you to have this courage that you are seeking after. So now, let's go ahead and look at our example with King Nebuchadnezzar. And I'm going to actually just start on Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. And it says, King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the princes, prefects, governors, advisors, counselors, judges, magistrates, and with all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. When all these officials had arrived and were standing before the image King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, a herald shouted out, People of all races and nations and languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other instruments bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown in a blazing furnace. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bow to the ground and worship the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed him on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king! You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They have defiled your majesty by refusing to serve your gods or to worship the goat statue you have set up. Now, as you can see from the scriptures, Daniel and his friends stayed true to their God by not worshiping and bowing to other gods. Because of their commitment, the astrologers went to tell the king that the Jews didn't bow. Now, as you remember, it was the astrologers 
along with the magicians and those sorcerers that couldn't interpret the king's dream and they were all going to be killed. However, as you remember, Daniel told the king his dream and the interpretation of it. Now, the astrologers obviously were not happy about that, especially because they were not able to interpret it and told the king that Daniel and his friends didn't bow and would be subjected to be thrown in the furnace. And this would in turn comfort the astrologers' prejudices that they had against Daniel and his friends. So now let's go ahead and see how all this played out. So this is actually going to come from Daniel chapter 3 verses 13 through 30. And it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance. If you bow down and worship the statue I have made, when you hear the sound of the musical instruments, all will be well. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. What God will be able to rescue you from my power then? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, your majesty can be sure that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace fully clothed. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames leaped out and killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell down into the roaring flames. But suddenly, as he was watching, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, they said. We did indeed, your majesty. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men, unbound, walking around in the fire. They aren't even hurt by the flames. And the fourth looks like a divine being. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the princes, prefects, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads were singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servant who trusted in him. They defiled the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb from limb, and their houses will be crushed into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. So even though the astrologers had a different plan for Daniel and his friends, it did not prevail. And it was God's plan that kept Daniel and his friends safe and without any harm coming their way. They continued to show obedience to God, regardless if they would have to suffer. But God saw their commitment and protected them. Also, King Nebuchadnezzar also saw their obedience. But more importantly, he saw that they were willing to die for their God that they served. And he promoted them to a higher level because of their worship and service of their God instead of the other gods. The enemy has inflicted prejudice within people for hundreds of years. And it will take an intentional act and guidance from the Holy Spirit to let go of this poisonous, divisiveness sin that permeates the mind and the hearts of people. The differences among the cultures have been twisted and turned to be negative factors to focus on. Instead of embracing these differences as opportunities to create a better society and world, When someone concludes that they don't have anything to learn from someone who is different than them, they will continue to keep a hardened heart to grow. It is their insecurities, fears, and a lack of knowledge and wisdom that keep this root to grow. Please know that God will have his final say in eternity with all races living together in love. And so tomorrow I will be discussing a new root. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at destruction.com. That's destruction.com.